We need your help. Kefra has been abducted. We believe by the kale producers of Mid-America. We believe it is being tortured with kale videos. Please keep it in your thoughts and prayers. Hashtag. Let Tufer go. From the city market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags and a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, babbling brook, ocean waves, and roaring river for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. finally figured out the microphone. Idiots. Hey there, this is Mark with Quick Hits. Today I have As If the Americans Aren't Bad Enough department. Introducing the new Heinz Mix machine. Remember around 15 years ago, Coke invented the freestyle machine? Yeah, I remember it really well. I went to Columbia, Missouri to go pick up my new car. The salesman couldn't wait to show me the new machine. I was waiting in the luxury lobby because I just bought a new car and it was being processed and serviced. And because I was two hours away, they put me up in the luxury lounge. I'm guessing most car dealers have one. I just didn't know about it until then. The salesman said that this uh, particular mixing machine was only one out of 20 in America at that point. I was on a low carb, so I couldn't get the full effect of this magnificent new machine. You know, because uh, all I could do is mix like Diet Coke with like Diet Orange and Diet Cherry and Blueberry or whatever the hell. And uh, it was really kind of underwhelming because it was all diet stuff. I should have just went ahead and just splurged and, you know, said, hell, today I'm going to have some carbs because this is something really cool. So anyhow, um, the Heinz machine has a base of their ketchup in the dispenser just like Coke does, and then it has a variety of other flavors you can add to the sauce. Some other uh, base flavors are ranch, barbecue sauce, and 57 sauce. Some mixing flavors and enhancers are jalapeno, smoky chipotle, buffalo, and mango. The Heinz Mixer machine is being tested in certain locations all over the U.S. Heinz worked with Microsoft and other companies to bring this machine to life, and me, yeah, I know it's in the American's Fat Enough department, but man, I think this thing's pretty damn cool, and I'm going to love it when I see one, because I'm going to mix all different kinds of crazy shit together. This is Mark with Quick Hits. Have a good day. If you love vomit, we have the podcast for you. Two thimble dicks and a crash cart will be right back. Hey there. This is Mark here with Quick Hits. On this one, I want to know why pharma companies advertise their new drugs. I mean, why would they have to? 
I mean, because uh, it's not. We don't go around and go, hey, I think I need this, so I'm going to prescribe it to myself. Isn't that the doctor's job to tell you that you need to be on this medication because your A1C is out of control? I mean, I, I don't just like all of a sudden just do my own test and go, man, look at my A1C. Fuck. I better get some Jardian. So I see this commercial about Jardian. Apparently heavy, happy people dancing around and singing about taking one pill and it lowers their A1C. This is normal? Is this garbage taken one, you know, is, is it for the patient or is it for the prescribers? Is this happy as fuck fest meant to, uh, so when the doctor comes in and says, hey, I've looked at your test results and your A1C is just like stupid and you're going to die, suggest Jardine and you feel great about taking it and you won't protest? Or is it meant to influence the doctor to prescribe it? Or perhaps maybe both. But either way, I find it disturbing and sickening that they can get get on there and have a bunch of heavy people dancing around acting like they're healthy as hell and they're happy as hell because they're taking this pill because they can't seem to control their eating. It, I, I mean, no wonder we're a nation of pilled out freaks. If you don't believe so, go to any big city and look around. At every, every street corner, there's someone pilled out just sitting there drooling on themselves, not knowing where the fuck they're at, or doing something stupid, like eating someone's face off, or shitting in the corner or something. And personally, I think that it's got to stop somewhere. I mean, it's going to get to where 70% of people aren't doing anything except lying in their chair, zoned out on some fucking pill. It's ridiculous. George Carlin used to speak about this long ago, and he was absolutely right. He could see where it's going. And quite frankly, I think it's bullshit that all these farm pills are being allowed to advertise and have these fake happiness about taking it. It's not right and it sends a wrong message. So anyhow, that is my quick hits and that's what I think. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You remind me of a penny. Two-faced. And not worth much. Clown nose. Just put one on and you can do anything. Want to run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam, everyone laughs. Hey there. This is Mark. And this is a segment, a new segment that I came up with that I choose to call I Don't Believe That. I think uh, you know how cynical this program is exactly where I'm going with this. So, without any further ado, let me introduce my first one. I don't believe that Joe Biden could pass a mental competency test. I sound like I can't pass one. But anyhow, yeah, I do not believe he can be competent for a test. So, um, I think I'm probably not the only one that came up with this, and this is easy pickings. You know, I mean, um, everybody kind of knows it. They see the guy stumbling around and and uh, not making sense half the time and walking in the wrong areas and, and saying off-the-wall stuff that doesn't make sense. Uh, like I said, I, anybody could figure this out. Why the guy is running again is beyond me, and why people are supporting him is even more beyond me. I, I mean, this guy's. I mean, look at him. Yeah, he's crackers and crayons. So, uh, anyhow... Um, I'll just go on from that one. I think everybody sees that. And if you're halfway intelligent, you agree with it. If you really look at it and you don't look at it through blue 
um, shades, you'll see my point of view. But the problem is, is too many people look through things at blue and red shades only. You know, that's it. You know, they're like, oh, they're blue, so they're good. Well, that's the thing that got us in the mess we're at right now. The mess that we're at right now is probably undiggable to get out of. So, uh, I'm telling you, you know, um, you're going to see more and more of what I'm talking about because things are colliding very fast and very dangerously and kind of scary, really. A lot of stuff happening. Keep your eyes open, guys. Keep your eyes open. So, okay, my second one. I don't believe that the government passes any law to help us. The laws are to control us. And if you really think about it, think about all the laws they pass. They tout this is going to help the people. But if you really look at it on the surface, it's only to control us. One way or another, for their own agenda, they need us controlled. And they do it all the time. And they do it more and more. And they don't even mask anything anymore. A lot of times they say what they're going to do and the public is dumb enough to go along and just go, okay, all right, well, all right, well, they say it's okay, so we're going to go ahead and go with it. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. So, my third one. I don't believe the Democrats care one ounce of shit about the border crossers, but only care about harvesting votes. I really believe that to be true. There might be a lot of people think I'm way off, but no, I've examined it, I've looked at it, and if you really gave a shit about them, you would find a good way to process them, and the ones that are coming over here to work and want to work and want to raise a family will be over here, and the ones that are over here to cause trouble or have a huge criminal background will not be. But the focus is not on them, because all they do is just try to get enough people over here and then find a way for them to vote. So... Anyhow, next one. I don't believe that Republicans care one ounce of shit about the border crossers, but only care about cheap labor. And if anyone's known one of these people, I'm sure everyone's known one of these people. You know, the ones that go to church on Sunday and go, oh my God, oh, I love you, God. Oh, I, I pray for those poor brown people crossing the border. And then they hire him for pennies on the dollar while their families starve and work him. Uh, 80, 90, 100 hours a week and don't pay them as much as the people around them. Uh, happens all the time and I got some people right, I mean, um, I'll just leave it right there. I may or may not have worked for some people like that. So, I don't believe that a large bag of Doritos is even half full of product, but is over half full of air. That one again, Easy pickings. Easy to see. We all know it. But we all still buy it, don't we? I think if we leave the shit alone for a couple of months and let them give them something to think about, they'll quit this uh, false narrative on that. I mean, I know it's not that big a deal. Doritos. But you know what? I mean, I'm just sick of it. You go in and buy a huge bag and then you get home and there's five chips in it. I think everybody can relate to that. So, Next one. I do not believe if I take one pill, the sun will shine on my asshole and angels will comb my hair. I believe it's all profit-oriented. All of it. A little bit later on in this broadcast, you're going to hear something about Jardian. Or maybe I did it. I think I might have done the Jardian one uh, podcast or two ago. Well, anyhow, some way, somehow, if you listen to this program, 
you're going to hear about Jardian and how the sun will shine on your asshole if you take one pill, and the angels will come out and play for you and, and comb your hair and whistle and, and yeah, so... Anyhow, evidently having a bad A1C is a beautiful thing and people enjoy the hell out of it, according to these commercials. Alright, let's see. I do not believe that there is one person that has an authority, government, judge, or business that has not lied to benefit themselves. I believe that to be wholly true. 100% true. Anyone that is in any type of power at all has lied and contorted things to benefit themselves because that's what their nature is and they can't help it. And that's the way that things are done in this type of world is you have to lie, cheat, and steal to get your way to the top. And it's the truth. So anyone that you see out there with any title at all, just know they're liars. And they're not in your best interest. They're in their best interest. Okay. I do not believe that tap water is perfectly safe to drink. I believe that people are full of shit. When they, uh, they couldn't give one crap about waters or chemicals in the water. I, I mean, look at Flint, Michigan, but the thing is, is that's just only a small little detail of everything that goes on. I mean, uh, I believe that, I mean, here in Kansas City, I know our water lines are, what, like 60 years old or something, so you can only imagine what's in there. Um, all the corrosion, everything, lead, what have you. I mean, you know, they used to make pipes out of lead. Yeah, lead pipes. And our water is probably going through them to a certain degree, maybe not 100%, but maybe 20%. And then who knows what other chemicals they put in there. You know, and, and the thing is, is they don't care. They never did. So, my last but not least one. I do not believe that the Royals belong in Major League play. They might be a decent minor league team at best. They might be able to challenge the Monarchs, maybe. But I have my doubts about that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty sad thing there, I can tell you that. Um, you know, I'm all for them getting to downtown stadium or, or close to downtown. Because, you know, you go to, I, when I used to go out of town for work, I went to as many stadiums as I could. Yankee Stadium, Coors Field in Colorado, um, over on the West Coast, I went into some fields. I mean, you know, and the downtown stadiums just have an energy about them. They have all these businesses around them, and it's downtown, and people are getting off work and just walking over to the stadium and going to the game, and it's a really electrifying atmosphere. I mean, that, that course field was just dynamite. It was opening day when I was there with me, me and my friend Sandor, and we um, we went to, like, the third game of the season there, and it, it was just electric because it's downtown, and there's all these microbreweries all around there, and people just getting lit, and and, and people taking off work early, and, and I, I mean, and then there's all these other places, too, that I went. Now, Yankee Stadium's a little bit different. It's a little ways out, but, you know, that's all they could do there is because, you know, the, the metropolitan New York area is so huge that it's probably the only place they could really fit it, and they have all the trains going there, but... Uh, um, 
I mean, there's a lot of other stadiums. Uh, Miller Stadium, Milwaukee downtown. I mean, uh, um, White Sox. All these stadiums. Um, the Cubbies, all of them. And I think Kansas City deserves that. But what we deserve before that is a competitive team. Maybe not even a team that goes to a perennial playoff team, but just a team that's in it in late August. You know? That would be nice. So, anyhow, this is Mark, and uh, this is my I Do Not Believe segment that you're going to hear more and more coming up. So, I will talk to you guys. Well, you know what? This is probably going to be located in the middle of the podcast, so I don't have to say anything. Bye. I mean, you know, while we're talking about stinky stuff and all this, you know, (laughs) um, about 10 years ago, they decided they're going to come up with some different douche flavors. Oh. Yeah, but uh, they didn't go over very well. Wait a minute. Who's tasting it? Uh, Well, I, I... I don't know if it's a taste or a smell. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, you know, if, if a person would use the douche prior to oral sex, maybe that would be... Maybe that's what they're wanting yeah, to. But yeah. yeah. So what what kind of flavor goes well, well with vagina? We, we obtained... <laughs> we exclusively are crack staff here uh, at... Uh, crack two, staff. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> here at two douchebags and a microphone, we obtained a couple of we copies. We should know things about douches. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> we ought to be experts <laughs> here's a spoiler we're not experts about anything no <clears throat> yeah is that actually a spoiler you think they're just like scratching their head going yeah if they need yeah we realized this yeah if they needed to be told that we're not experts and that we will lie to you if it entertains us well you would be missing the point of the whole podcast if we have to be told that part <laughs> if you believe a fucking thing that comes out of our mouth i question you as a person yes if, if you believe nothing else, believe it when we say, look it up for yourself, find out for yourself, make up your own mind, yeah. quit relying on what and, other people and told you. And speaking of that, next week, probably, or the week after, mm-hmm. we have the special guest that, just by chance, mm-hmm. he runs into us every now and then. Oh, we prefer to call him Deep Sky, yes. but oh. he calls himself Brandon. That was the name he was using at the time. You know, We know it's not actually really Brandon. This but. guy is an expert on the deep state mm. and the big cover-up going on everywhere. Now, listen, I mean, I think that a lot of what this guy says, there's a lot of truth in it. I don't believe all of it. I think it's like anything. People take part of the truth and then they expand <clears throat> it into whatever. And the more you look, the more you can find information that will justify just about anything you choose to believe. Yeah. The, the whole thing is, is this guy is uber intelligent. Very, very. Um, he uh, Very um, organized. Very organized. And he is a walking encyclopedia of this stuff. Mm-hmm. He believes it with all his heart. And uh, we're hoping to find him again here soon. We haven't seen him in a few weeks. Yeah. And he kind of got freaked out because we wanted to take a picture of him there with us. <laughs> Oops. And he, uh, he, didn't, he wasn't having that. So yeah. I have no idea what Brandon's into or anything. As a matter of fact, he didn't even want to listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyhow. Very, very grateful he, he agreed to talk to us for quite a long time. Yeah, so hopefully we will see him again. But if not, we have probably have about five hours of this guy. And he jumped in one day when we were talking about Jim Morrison and rock stars. Yeah, that's right, that's right. 
And uh, anyhow, That's he came in and was talking to us about Jim Morrison the day he died. His dad signed the Magna Carta. Was that it? Or? No, was, he was saying that Jim Morrison's dad was uh, in uh, military intelligence. Yeah. And was was uh, directly connected to the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which justified the Vietnam War. That was the way it. it that was, was it. Okay. the way it was conducted. Well, well, and then he was he was you know saying more. I'm not going to do any also, more spoilers um, beyond that. But new, we should just... numerology, the big satanic cult, all this stuff. And listen, like I said, I don't believe everything that he says, but whenever he speaks, I find it extremely interesting, yeah. extremely entertaining, and thought provoking. He makes your brain yeah. do that little dance every time he talks. And yeah, as long as you're open to possibilities and new ideas and listen with that attitude, he's got so much interesting things, so many interesting things to say. And even if you don't necessarily agree with all the conclusions, there's a lot of inf- interesting information along the way that is both and, and you know, a lot of it is factual. And, what he's speaking yeah, of is factual and and. Uh, had a, a great impact on a lot of things. He's actually the guy that uncovered the douche flavors for us. Oh, yeah, excellent work. Yeah. He went to Massengill and he did a big expose. <laughs> and anyhow, I mean, you know, the first one that went over horribly was uh, Bloody Mary. Oh. <laughs> they just did not like the name. They thought Bloody Mary was just a very bad fit for a douche. Mm, I can just see the 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 ad ad picture. The where, where would they put the stalk of celery? <laughs> that might have been one of the problems. <laughs> that, yeah, that could be yeah, it. Yeah. It's like if you write a beautiful song that's called "Suck My Ass," then you know people aren't going to want to listen to it. So. I would, but yeah. Mr. Well, DJ, will you please? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite song? "Suck My Ass." <laughs> Sorry, damn. It's just like I remember the back of Circus Magazine. I think it was Keith Richards, or no, it wasn't Keith Richards. Who was it? So, um, shit. I, I think it was like Nick Bocott of remember the old metal band Grim Reaper? Mm-hmm. They was talking to him. They go, "Hey, what's your favorite ballad?" He goes, "Highway to Hell." <laughs> Good comeback. Okay, I think so he was serious. Probably so. <laughs> so Bloody Mary is a no go. No, no, that's yeah. no go. And then after that, they tried to take advantage of the health craze, right? Yeah. So yeah. anyhow, back Eat then, healthy. <laughs> kale was a big item oh. back then. Oh. Well, didn't go over huh. so well. You no. Know? I mean, they took it down, and they took it down to, you know, the corner market deals, and, and uh, you know, and... Uh, you know, oh, if you were actually getting like, you know, sprouts said no, <laughs> whole foods said no. If you were getting some actual kale with it, that'd be one thing. But it's just the kale flavor it was without just the flavoring, the, without yeah. the nutrition. Yeah, that's that's not the. Yeah, bad. it's just like a meme going around how how to serve kale, and it shows them throwing it in the garbage. Yes, <laughs> nobody really likes kale, and no. if they say they do, they just want you to like. Let's them, face it, so. it's a douchebag status. Yeah. So what do you have for uh, lunch? Oh, I had a kale sandwich. With quinoa. Uh, I, I put my hand up and walk away. Yeah. That's it. I do the talk to the hand and then I leave. I don't even say another word. Go, if I hear the word kale, it's like no. I smell water and vinegar. <laughs> a kale salad is what a douche would be, right? Yes. Well, anyhow, kale was a no-go. So, uh, okay. the, you know, then Massagill was like, shit, well... They wanted to go the complete opposite. Let's do some unhealthy food. Sure. So they came up with cotton candy. 
<laughs> well, oh my gosh. Um, I would think that uh, you'd want her to have a Brazilian, otherwise, <laughs> you know, you start to get a little association in your mind. Oh, Babble Snatch. Babble Snatch would have been a great flavor. Yeah. yeah. That Babble was a very popular dish. gum. Oh, God, yeah. Very popular oh, gum. Once you have Babble Snatch, you don't like any other gum. Yeah. Oh. You didn't uh, want to babble in any other snatch again. It was just, no, no, yeah. that was it. Especially Paul at 7-Eleven. Me and him love each other. <laughs> yeah. He sends me Christmas cards, everything. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> but okay. cotton candy went over horribly. It mm-hmm. went over like a uh, flaming pile of shit. Yeah. Like it probably should have. Let's so, hope they didn't do flaming pile of shit flavor. That, that would actually probably well, have a market now that you think about it. Well, you know, and then Mass and Gill, you know, the crack staff down there was scratching their heads. They're like, yeah. well, you know what, then maybe, maybe we need to, you know, kind of get on maybe the Latin tip. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Latinas and Latinos in America. Yeah, broaden your, your market base and yeah, try to yeah. expand so into other markets. So we're going to do a little spicy. Countries. We're going to get a little warm here. We're going to, you know. Mm-hmm. So they came up with wasabi. Oh, wasabi. Yeah, well. Yeah. I guess wasabi Ow. didn't go so well. Oh. You know, they were like, you know, man, I'm, you know, they're like, you know, it, it's hot, <laughs> has some flavor. You know, I mean, there's a couple oh fold God. on that. Not only the the person that were, that's you know, hanging around the brush, so to speak. Oh. You know, but also whew, the person that was using the wasabi probably didn't care for it. Either. I imagine a lot of perspiring going on. As, oh, uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I met a man years ago who thought that Vicks VapoRub was an excellent sexual lubricant. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I've got my Alberto, my Alberto VO5 story, but I will save that for another podcast. Okay. Let's just so. say it's not a good lubricant. <clears throat> mm. Okay. Let's just leave it right there. All right. And besides that, someone listening to this podcast might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. No spoilers. So, it, listen, this is your... Uh, this is your uh, 30-day warning. If you don't want this broadcast, <laughs> send me a message. <laughs> when we mean that in the friendliest, most non-threatening way possible. Absolutely. <laughs> so that will be my cue to say it with names. <laughs> so, right. so Wasabi fell on its face. Yeah, yeah. So, well, then they're like, you know, the crack staff down there scratching their heads again. What can we do? To get across that, you know, that our douches are just, you know, we're the new, kinder, gentler douches. We asked 100 people, what flavor do you want to sit on your face? Well, the next one was uh, Hot Damn. <laughs> what is that, cinnamon whiskey? Yes. Kind of thing. <laughs> so, you wow. know, they're, they're like, you know, um, Hot Damn, <clears throat> how can you go wrong with that, man? You know, freshens your breath and smash, you know, you get smashed. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's a great concept to think about, you know. The it's alcohol like, hey, content would probably help cut down on some UTIs. Hey, Willie, uh, what are you doing? Drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking? Hot damn? I'm doing shots out of, well. <laughs> well, I'm this using, container is really unique. I'm using this nice fur teacup. This is the coolest shot glass I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I think that was in an Alice Cooper song. For, that was Feed My Frankenstein. Feed My Frankenstein, yeah, I yeah. love that song. He referred Feed to... Feed My! 
Frankenstein. Uh, he referred to awesome. licking an ice cream cone and drinking from a fur teacup. A fur teacup. I remember that one. <laughs> Good old Alice. Yeah. Well, you know, Mass and Gal, they're going, what the fuck can we do? So, you know, they kind of decided to maybe, like, go to the fringe, maybe hit the country folk, maybe hit the rednecks and the, mm-hmm. and the hicks up and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, naturally they went to a skull dip flavor. Ooh, or when you're going down on the farm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. got a so chaw full of, uh, you know, a mouthful of chaw, you know. So that would tend to be like a big menthol flavor. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I mean, I guess you could go Copenhagen straight tobacco flavor, but yeah. Oh. You'd start sneezing probably down yeah, there. That wouldn't be a good yeah, idea, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah, no Mental. whistling through the wheat field. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. And yeah. then, you know, out of habit, you probably, you know, have to every now and then turn your head and spit. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't go over well. No. It's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Did you get a hair or something? What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it's just the flavor. I'm a... <laughs> yeah, I, this, this is what I do whenever I get around menthol. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I can see that not going. Well, so well, yeah, that didn't go so well. So you know, they're like, you know what? Well, we're going to try to appeal to the younger crowd, but not too young. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of, you know, maybe the twenty, early twenty something, maybe eighteen year old. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for the sake of staying legal, eighteen, maybe yeah. eighteen to twenty five or something like yeah. that. You know yeah. that demo. So they went Lucky Charms. <laughs> I wonder if you could get the version, the version with just marshmallows. Did you say virgin? I almost did. Did they get the virgin with just marshmallows? I guess virgins could use it. You know, that's okay. So there's uh, nothing. The marsh, you get just the marshmallows. They were selling them for a while. Just the marshmallows. You get the St. Patrick's Day version with a mixture of green clovers in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are tragically suspicious, or no, 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 they're magically delicious. Oh, you start clicking your heels. Oh, oh these lucky charms, they, they hit me spot. Mm. And then you'll hear her say, Oh, you found the pot of gold. Oh. If you're lucky, you'll hear that. Oh, you little. <laughs> Lucky Charms. Wow. Well, you know, that actually could probably work, you know, because people like sweet. Yeah. 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 And then you get to drink the milk water afterwards. (laughs) Okay. Now I can see how that didn't work. (laughs) There's no cereal milk after this. Well, you know, Mass and Gales are just scratching their heads going, we don't know what to do. Getting the wrong focus groups, apparently. Yeah. They got another group in and they decide, you know, crab. Oh, crab with a K. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there's a crab flavored juices. <laughs> well, you know, seafood, fish, that's, you know, it just didn't yeah. have a good ring, you know, yeah. considering the subject matter. They just really, you know, crab just didn't really, yeah. Yeah. It kind of fell on its face, so to speak, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. like putting, you know, gold leaf on a chrome bumper. It's already, you know, yeah. it's already all that it can be along those lines. Yeah, so they're like, you know, okay, okay, maybe not crab. That's a little overpowering. Mm-hmm. How about a boiled shrimp? Especially around uh, Fat Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with that spice and everything. Yeah. 
you could you well, could have you know etouffee and you could have gumbo and you yeah. could have jambalaya version. Go any way with it nice. at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like a good New Orleans celebration? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, evidently that didn't do too well either. People no. weren't real crazy no. about the boiled shrimp, and it didn't really go for the didn't go for the Creole crotch. No, no, okay. no Creole crotch, no <laughs> boiled shrimp, nothing, <laughs> no bonton roulette, none of that, nothing, gone. <laughs> nope, nope. Just get the fuck out of here, you and your fucking boiled shrimp. Here, take your packet, take your spice packet with you. <laughs> See, they they include the spice packet with the douche. That could that could be a game changer. Yeah, because then you could always, if it didn't work out, you could always just go boil some shrimp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so anyhow, so then okay. you know the the crack staff and Massengill said, you know, let's try maybe a snack or something. Mm-hmm. So they went with extra sharp cheddar cheese. <laughs> extra sharp cheddar cheese. It's. <laughs> Not even the real cheese, just the cheese it. Yeah. Yeah, just the cheese it. Those we'll little see, square be... pieces of shit. That way you can get the marketing tie in and you know cheese it will help, you know, pay the cost of the advertising yeah. they... <laughs> with the crunch also. So that way you know, you're eating some cheese it's you're like, hmm. This reminds me of something. <laughs> like, what are you doing, honey? <laughs> Or else, maybe right in the middle. Enjoy some cheese, it. Right in the middle, you <laughs> you think, damn. After this is over, I really like to have some cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> well, needless to say, the extra sharp, sharp cheddar cheeses didn't go that well. So anyhow, they were they're forced to maybe go with some other direction mm-hmm. and uh, anyhow so i can't wait in the, the final one that we've uncovered or brandon uncovered for mm-hmm. us sushi <laughs> well for obvious reasons sushi did not do that well as a douche flavor yeah, and, uh, yeah. it was quickly scrapped in favor of uh, just traditional but you know Sushi would go well with the wasabi flavor as well. So if you get the two flavors together and mix them, a, a little wasabi sushi douche. Yeah. So let's see, wasabi sushi douche. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah, keep them well away <laughs> from the lucky the tongue. Keep them well away from Lucky Charms and cotton candy. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of kind of surprised they didn't go for any like comfort food, hmm. like you know mashed potatoes and gravy. That would be a great that one. Could be, yeah, maybe the, or tenderloin. A tenderloin. Tenderloin flavored douche, you know, and then, or you know, that would go with the mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. yeah. Um, corn I, dog. Corn, corn dog. dog. Yeah. You hit everybody at the fair with that. Yeah. How about? Uh, and you know, people like oh, a deep fried Snickers flavored douche. I think that is one. I think that that would probably sell really well in a certain demographic. You know, well, the one who wife likes came the home deep fried foods. She had these yeah. different flavored douches. I mean, that <clears> one <throat> went out clearly. Yeah. You know, yeah. You'd have like a it's no, like dessert. No, no kale. Yeah. The, <laughs> the peanut butter flavored one is sounds okay, but I kind of need some jelly or something to go with it. The kale um, one is the one you have to use on uh, like during Lent or something. You know, yeah, yeah. To, it's you know, like yeah, it's Lent. I gave up meat, so I'm gonna eat this stuff with like virtually no taste. You yeah, know, so. yeah. 
I gave up the, the really tasty douches for, for Lent. For so Lent. We're yeah, using this the shows God I'm serious. Kale and you know, God looks down and goes, oh, kale? <laughs> You're going to heaven. Yeah. That's a lot of dedication to eating yeah. that bullshit. Yeah, eating like, that scam. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's... That's how I know God doesn't want us to eat kale because God doesn't want us to suffer. That's true. God loves us. He it's doesn't in, want us to it, eat it's kale. It's biblical. I'm pretty sure yeah. somewhere it says kale is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe it doesn't. But anyway. Yeah, uh, no. but, well, let's start the rumor as of right now. Kale is bullshit. Kale is bullshit. And yeah. if you like kale, you are an insufferable prick. Remember that that plastic parsley they used to serve on your restaurant plate? That stuff tastes Lent? better. That actually is what kale is. They just they just got better at you know printing out the plastic. Oh, it's so like it's, today's artificial turf. You can't tell from grass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. kale is that artificial parsley. Yep, it, it, it never doesn't actually grow out of the soil so much as it is you know three D printed out of plastic. You know, Mark pellets. Zuckerberg likes kale. Mark Zuckerberg is kale. Yeah, he's yeah. He is coconut oil infused kale. He is. Wow, that makes me want to hurl just right now. <laughs> Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. May, your five-year-old neighbor have all their violin lessons during all of your hangovers. Two thimble dicks and a crash cart will be right back. Hi everybody, this is Mark and I have another quick hits for you. This is uh, Bentonville, Arkansas's Testicle Festival. It's true. Look it up. August 24th and 25th, 26th and 27th, 2023 at the Benton County Fairgrounds, 7640 Southwest Regional Airport Boulevard, Bentonville, Arkansas. Yeah. So, um, this is pretty much what you think it is. It is a festival about testicles. And it says right here, we've made some exciting changes since last year. We're moving toward a BYOB model to avoid the governmental headaches we ran into with an ABC and bring you the best Tesco Festival possible. This August, you're invited back to an even bigger, better party. When the freedom to host activities like ladies' oil wrestling, you're in for a wild, fun weekend. Come camp with us and bring a cooler full of favorite beer. We've got great live music, food trucks, and plenty of fryers to keep the balls flowing. Cooler stickers are only 10 bucks for the entire weekend. The scheduled Thursday, 11 a.m., camper load-in arrival registration begins. 6 p.m., Tesco Festival opens for general admission. 6 p.m., lighted cornhole registration begins. 6 p.m., the Dirty Strings. 7.30, Lighted Cornhole Tournament begins. 8 o'clock, Small Bonfire. 8 o'clock, Eureka Strings. 10 p.m., Mountain Sprout. Friday, 11 a.m., Tesco Festival opens for general admission. 12 p.m., Dusty Smith. 1 p.m., Timmy Ray. 2 p.m., Tennessee Dreaming. 3 p.m. Joe Tyler, 4 p.m. Philip Good, 5 p.m. Ty March, 6 p.m. Undy 800, 6:30 Magnificent Mullets of Lundell, <laughs> 8 p.m. Medium Bonfire, 
8 p.m. Dusty Black. 9.30, Best Beard Contest. 10 p.m., Brian Martin. 12 a.m., Campfire Time. Saturday, 10 a.m., Tuspel Festival opens for general admission. 11 a.m., Austin Tolliver. 12.30, Truck and Motorcycle Show starts. 1 p.m., Cypress Spring. 2.30, Ball Eating Contest. <laughs> 3 p.m., Dusty Lee. 4.30 p.m., Wet T-Shirt Contest. 5 p.m., Justin Champagne. 6.30, Topless Sack Race. 7 p.m., Charlie Farley. 8 p.m., Large Bonfire. 8.30 p.m., Ladies Oil Wrestling. 10 p.m., Who TF is Justin Time. 12 a.m., Campfire Time. Sunday, Ball Throwing Contest. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's see what it says. There's wet t-shirt contest. There's topless sack race. Ladies oil wrestling. Ball throwing contest. <laughs> Don't worry about your balls. We'll remain intact. Whether you call them Rocky Mountain oysters, cowboy caviar, tender groin, or simply bulls balls, we've ordered a metric ton of bull balls, and they'll be served all weekend long. Come partake in this Midwest delicacy. Wow, this is insane. I can't believe it. Let's see. Gosh. See what else I can find here. Tent camping, 99 bucks for the whole thing. Electric tent campsite, $149. RV camping, $199. Electric RV, $299. Electric water RV campsite, $349. All right, you have to do the reservations for all of that in advance. A weekend pass is 29 bucks. Grab a shirt. Oh, wow, yeah, let's see. Come to the Tesco Festival and you can buy a shirt for 39 bucks. A t-shirt. All right, well, okay. Um, anyhow, that's pretty much about it from the Tesco Festival. I just had to share this with you because um, it's fucking funny. All right, someone said they have Tesco Festivals everywhere, but I have not seen one until I found this one. A friend of mine sent it to me and... I was like, huh? So, anyhow, there you go. Be seeing you. Go to douchebagsandmicrophone.net. You're one stop for everything. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe This is the voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma has been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. All right, another story here that is pretty odd. Sewer trucks build covers cars in Colorado. Yeah, no kidding, for real. 
Commuters on a Colorado highway are speeding towards the closest car wash. The reason is, the Colorado State Patrol confirmed the sewer truck spilled waste onto the eastbound lanes of I-76 and 224 interchange. Yeah, that blows. I'll tell you what, um, I don't know uh, how this happens. Did the guy go empty out like a, uh, um, a shit pond or... Um, or a septic tank or something, and just forget to put the cap back on. But I mean, if he just forgot to put the cap back on, I mean, wouldn't that just be a little bit and not just cover everything? I, I mean, I just don't know what happened. Was it equipment malfunction or something? Is there like a button that dumps it all out or something? It just dumped all over on everybody? Nico Blankenship told KUSA TV he was behind the truck when some kind of drug dung started to spray from the top of the trailer. Blankenship said his car still smells like waste after several cleanings. I'm just thankful that my windows and sunroof was closed. Ugh. Colorado State Patrol said the dung was cleaned up by the trucking company. Other than the horrible smell, there are no injuries. And I'm betting anything that they're going to have to buy that guy and the other guy that, that was involved. Who all was involved with the covering of the cars in shit. They're going to have to buy them new vehicles because... You don't get a, you just don't get a smell like that off of any, but anything. It, it's just, it's too hard to get off of. It's almost impossible to get off of. So those people are going to be getting a new vehicle, I'm sure, and probably a pretty good settlement for having to put up with that. Can you imagine having that fly all over you? I mean, the only thing it kind of compares to, but is a lot worse, is when Dave Matthews was going over the Chicago River in Chicago and its grids. And they took uh, the Dave Matthews tour bus and someone on the bus, it wasn't Dave Matthews, of course. He probably knew nothing about it. They emptied the sewer, uh, the sewer hatch. It all came flying down on one of the boats that they do the architectural tours on the Chicago River. And, you know, you have people sitting there looking up at all these buildings and stuff. And they're talking about them. Mouths open, you know. All of this sewer came flying on top of these people. And, I mean, they were quite ill for a long time. And that's about the only thing it really kind of compares to that. So, ugh. Colorado State Patrol said the dung was cleaned up by the trucking company. And there are no injuries, like I said a little bit ago. And really, that's pretty much the gist of the whole story right there. Is, um... You could be going around just minding your own business and you could have a bunch of shit just tossed right at you. But that's called life. Anyhow, this is Mark. Another quick hit. And one of the guys was saying, you know, I, I'm really interested in this Eagles thing that's going on, but not $600 interested. Because, <laughs> you know. And then my wife mentioned, you know, that in her entire life she's always wanted to go see the Eagles, but it's always been way too expensive you mm -hmm. know they've consistently been priced much higher and uh now there's a concern that Ticketmaster and their flex pricing is going to get a hold of it and flex pricing basically is as demand for the tickets increases the price goes up so they're not content anymore with just selling out they want to get every dollar they possibly can while they sell out the problem is is the eagles clientele the yeah. Eagles clientele, they can afford it. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. We're priced out because of that. And you know, it'd be great to see them live. But. Yeah, every lawyer you know, 
Yeah. Loves the Eagles. Every <laughs> yeah. doctor, you know, yeah. loves the Eagles. Every business owner, you know. Hedge fund managers, I don't know, whoever makes, you know, crap tons of money. Yeah. <laughs> they all love the Eagles. Yeah. In like ACDC where that like takes nine nine out of ten of them out there. Like, yeah, really. Yeah. Or, uh, and for a while, know. Chris Isaac was that way. He was pricing himself way out of everybody's price range, but I think he figured it out. Or they got a necessity. I think they realized that that hey, you know what? Nah, this this uh, this is not a good business protocol for you. Plus, Chris Isaac tours a lot more than the Eagles do at this point. So, well, I miss the good old days when they did not have to rely on uh, on tours. Yeah. Now they have to because if you make music, it doesn't sell. No. They don't make the money. They don't have the. 30 million selling albums anymore. Yeah. And and then they toured to make the album sell better. Uh, I remember like, uh, oh, during the heydays in the 80s, Bon Jovi come by three times in a year on the same album. And that's because they would yeah. release one hit and then it would do really well. And then uh, they'd release another hit and it would start to fade. And they're like, okay, hey, put them on tour again. Can I remember work? Van Halen touring twice on the same album. Yeah. And that was to get the other songs to sell and people to buy the albums, and it worked. Now it is the opposite. Now it's like they have to tour to make money, so you can get all the papering you used to do. Yeah. Used to be like, yeah, um, hey, uh, we're giving away tickets, you know, 101 The Fox or whoever's giving away tickets, The Rock or somebody, and, and um, or um, you get them a block of them, you know, five for $50 or something. None of that goes on anymore because they need to make as much money as they can off of this. And it's not like the Eagles have some big elaborate stage show, you know, you know like a troupe of dancers and tons of lights or anything. No, they're it, doing it, it just be. because they can. Yeah, it's whatever the market will bear. Yeah, I mean, I suppose <laughs> I would pay that much for maybe if the Beatles weren't all dead well you know a lot of them weren't dead half of them weren't dead yeah and they were to get back together I would probably pay that much to see them just to say I saw them yeah. um but Elvis for, for the know. prices they want I'm I'm happy to go see the tribute band for a, <laughs> you know for a tenth of the price you yeah. Know? yeah seriously for 60 bucks I could go see an Eagles tribute band and buy the you know bar food and some merchandise and and you know we could have a really good time, but yeah. for ten times that I could maybe see the Eagles. Eh, no well, thanks. I I know this. There's a lot of cover bands out there or tribute bands that sound just as good as the other bands do nowadays. Mm-hmm. And they're a lot more responsive about doing the songs you want to hear as opposed to a lot of these older bands are like, you know, we're sick of that song. We ain't playing it no more. Yeah, and, and that always pissed me off. Oh yeah, it, 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 it's. Uh, I, I don't. It, it's like uh, no regard for the fan, mm-hmm. you know. And it, this used to piss me off, by the way, though, when I was younger, and um, I didn't want to hear the hits. I wanted to hear the songs that I really loved on the second side and all that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I the deep go, tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go see Ozzy in every fucking time. You know, the last four songs like um, uh, Paranoid, Iron Man. Um, uh, let's see, crazy, uh, crazy train. train. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and, oh, okay. and it's like mix it up, mm-hmm. throw something else in there. But then I realized, you'd say this to other people, they look at you like you're insane. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> what, what, what song it's what is that? Want. What song are you talking mm-hmm. about? 
and and I realize you know you're like this too because you are a true music fan. Yeah, and you yeah. go see Alice Cooper. You don't want to see Schools Out as the last song, do you? I'm yeah, I'm kind of kind of over that. Yeah, because uh, me been, neither. I'd rather go see 19, yeah. since 1972. He's been pretty much using that as his last song. Yeah, and and that's because it works. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, all of a sudden the beach balls come out, and he's got his. Uh, He's got his cane, and he starts poking uh-huh. at people. Yeah, introduces each member, and they do a little solo, and yeah, yeah it just goes on and on, so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's fun when the band cranks out some song that's like, you know, buried on the second side of their third album, and you're like one of ten people in the whole audience that recognizes yeah. the song, and you're going, yeah! I, I think it... <laughs> I think this Motley Crue that did that one time on a tour, mm-hmm. they threw in like, um, let's see, I think it was uh, um, Theater of Pain was like really, except it had a couple of hits. That was like their third album, wasn't it? Yeah, it was their third album. Yeah. The first one was Too Fast for Love. second one was Shout, Shout at, at the, the Devil. Devil. Yeah. Everybody knew the songs on there. Well, everybody knew songs on Theater of Pain, but they only knew two. It was the cover song of Smoking in the Boy Re- Boys Room by Brownsville yeah. Station. Then the second one was Home Sweet Home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they had songs like uh, Save Our Soul, Fight for Your Rights, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think they played, um, let's see, something about, uh, let's see, something about rock or Let's All Rock or For the Right to Rock or something like that. And they played it in concert, and they said, like, you know, they're like, everybody went to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think I it's Nikki Six that said that. He goes, man, everybody went to the shitter, and it is it like the place was a ghost town. And sure, sure enough, since we play one of the songs everybody knows, all of a sudden they all came back. Yeah, all of a sudden they went into Doctor Feelgood, and like all these fuckers are back in their seats. So, <laughs> so it sucks, you know. It sucks for people like us that you know that like want to hear something else, and then yeah. also it's also hard on the band too because. A lot of them forgot the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they have to have the lighting set for all these different songs. It's it's not like they can afford to just throw one in every third uh, show or something. It's the show has to be pretty much the same every night. Yeah. If there's complex lighting, choreography, that kind of thing. Um, so it's either in in the set list for the tour or it's not most of the time mm-hmm. uh, occasionally it's like okay we have a little section in the middle where we all sit down and we play whatever we feel you know you see them do the little the semi unplugged in the middle of the concert where they all get together in the middle of the stage and sit there and do that that's kind of the area where it's like okay let's pull out some old stuff let's do some covers if somebody shouts a request, maybe we'll do that. But, you know, that's the unscripted part of the show. Yeah. But not every act can pull that off in the middle of a show. You don't want to see every act doing that. I, you know, I would love to see... It'll never happen because just because of the dynamic and the way it is. But I'd love to see, like, just a... Hang on. Stop the concert. <laughs> We're going to have three songs here. And y'all yell... Which one you want to hear? Uh-huh. It's just give multiple choice. Yeah, <laughs> that would be kind of neat, but it'll never happen. Yeah, because like I said, you know, um, let's say it was Van Halen, they come out and go, well, let's see, uh, um, talk about love. Um, let's see, um, 
Jamie's crying. Jamie's crying. You know, it it would not be the song, like like even Top Jimmy or something like that, which was somewhat of a radio hit. Yeah. No one, no one would yell for that one. They would, yeah. They'd just be like, yeah. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> atomic it, Punk. Atomic Punk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was. Yeah. But, or so, some of my favorite ones, like some man, some of that guitar. Yeah. Uh, especially on the first three or four albums. Yeah. Gosh, like a shit on Mean Street. Yeah, Mean Streets was good. Oh, oh my God, fair warning. Just really did not get the pub that it deserved. I don't feel. I mean that thing. That yeah. was uh, Diver Down was another just fucking blistering album. So. Yeah. Diver Down got got um, criticized a bit for having more than one cover song on it. Yeah, but you know, can you really call them covers? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know they really kind of made it their own in in a lot of those cases. So, is is that the one with Intruder right on it? Is um, it... and they had Dancing in the Streets. Yes, and uh, but yeah, I think it was Pretty Woman Dancing in the Streets, and there and might I have been another one, other one other cover. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is I dare anyone to hear Intruder. And yeah, you know, the uh, you know the actual song that they covered did sound somewhat like it, but mm-hmm. I mean the songs put together, I they're just they're not the same songs. Yeah, they're not even close. So, yeah, yeah, but, it's a whole other interpretation. It's not like you know a band covering it and trying to sound like the record. It's you know here's a song we like and here's here's how it's done Van Halen style. Yeah, yeah, this is so, like Eddie Van that's Halen, awesome. like I don't know, being blasted off of his mind in coke or something, <laughs> yeah. and just being like, oh my god, you know, this is a pretty woman's a pretty cool song, but man, what if I, what if I put this in front of it? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, then he gets a little bit further, you know. It's like, what do I call this? I'm going to call it Intruder. Mm-hmm. Because it, if you hear the title and then you listen to it, you definitely hear what he's saying. Yeah, that's an intrusive song. <laughs> it's very intrusive. <laughs> that's a song that goes in your ear hole. Yeah. Kind of like this podcast. Yeah, yeah, dragging the podcast with it. Yes. Like a fistful of barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> Just as gentle too. Yes. <laughs> so, I would, um, yeah, I would agree. But um, okay, we were talking about the Eagles, right? Yeah. Now, uh, to me, that the Eagles are blatantly ripping people off, and they don't give a shit if the Joe fan goes. They don't yeah, want they you really there. Don't. They don't. They don't no. want you there. Yeah. I, I hate the money grab aspect of them. Um, it's uh, it's disheartening to you know they they don't have to do that, and you know, it, it's music went through a period where it was all blatant commercialism, and then it seemed like it went out of that, and it was more about the music and appreciating your fans. But some acts, it's still all about top dollar, and well, they they kind of get the attitude of well this is our band so therefore we're going to give you the best and we expect to be paid accordingly i I think it is a pride thing a lot of yeah yeah. i would agree um but uh, seriously y'all y'all are starting to get really really old and gonna die and and you don't care that there's a bunch of us that will never be able to see you 
that's what I'm talking about disheartening. Yeah. Is it's just like, yeah, we may never tour again after this. You know, we know this, mm-hmm. and we don't care. No. Even the Rolling Stones aren't that bad. <clears throat> and, yeah. And, um, you know, Paul McCartney isn't that bad when he, I don't think he does it anymore, but when he would do a show here or there or whatever, yeah. it, you know, Billy Joel's pretty bad, but not that bad. What's wrong with a band like scaling down their stage show and going on a tour of smaller venues like, yeah. you know, anywhere from 2,500 to 7,500 seats and, well, the, you know, just to me, staying the, in the cheaper hotels and you're not trying to make a million bucks, but just go out there and play for people for 10 bucks each. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it now. All, all you're seeing is green mm-hmm. is what this is. Yeah. Um, they, they could do it completely differently. And another thing about the Eagles is it's not stage show. I mean, this is a Hotel California tour mm. where they play Hotel California all the way through. Oh, start to finish, yeah. Yeah. And, and the they just stand is, there. And they all... Meanwhile, when you guys were doing something productive, these two were just yammering on and on. All just basically stand there. Yeah. There's no choreography. There's, no. you know, the lights change occasionally, but... I mean, you go to like an Aussie show or, or a Wasp show or or even like Chris Isaac, you know, and he moves around in, you know, different places of the stage and sometimes there's props. And it's like with the Eagles, it's, you just, they just kind of stand there and sing. And that's, that's great, but where, where are we spent, what are we spending the money on if it's not a big stage show and elaborate production? It's just all going to these guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what I have a problem with. Is right there is is uh, now you know you, now you talk about the that album itself. It's written masterfully. It's what I mean. The music is just insane. It's so uh, um, so sound. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's it's and it, and it works so well as an album. It's it's one of those in a small list relatively small list of albums that is just perfect for the time and perfect in and of itself. There's a Fleetwood Mac album like that. There's an Elton John album like yeah. that. Yes. Um, Ozzy's um, in uh, Black Sabbath Paranoid was just perfect for that time. Oh, yeah. And it's like there have been albums like that. It's like every track is awesome. Everything works. At the time it came out, it just blew up and... and it's uh, it's it's a, usually a once in a career kind of thing. And Hotel California just took over the world when it came out. It was, and then the longevity too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still to this day, I mean, it's still Reverend is one of the best albums ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And musically, it's a musician's musician. Yeah. I mean, the it's an album that every musician respects. Whether they like the music or not, they're like, oh my God, yeah, that writing on there, well, the instruments. Yeah. And it's a rarity when it's it's full of songs that everybody can sing along and recognize the melodies and everything. But if you're a musician and you try to play it the way they played it, you realize, wow, this is complex. Yeah. And this was written with some serious thought. Yes. But it doesn't it doesn't exude that from every note like it doesn't make it unapproachable for your average fan. Yeah. You know, you can still hear the song and sing it, but then when you dive in, it's like, damn, this is well constructed. 
And who is it that sings the song Hilton? Hotel California is that uh, is that a uh, um, Don Henley? Yeah, yeah. Drummer, he sings a lot. Of That's their, what I thought. Yeah, you know, other hits. His uh, his voice, in particular on that, is, I think he meant it, to sound like this, but it sounds very concerning, the way he sings it. Mm-hmm. It's masterful because he's in Hotel California, which is probably talking about the first church of Satan. Yeah, that's part of the reference. Um, and it, it could be anything where you're trapped in something you thought was going to be great, but it really isn't. Yeah, it could be a metaphor. Yeah. We don't know. But it is meant to be sang like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and just the way that he emphasizes certain words and the stress that he puts on his voice when he sings it. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Another guy that did that was Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson had just a perfect amount of stress and concern whenever he needed to. Yeah, yeah. A lot of being a lead singer could could well be voice actor. Yes. You know, you're selling the so. song and the idea and the passion of the song with your voice. And yeah, there are a lot of musicians that that hit the notes well, but they don't convince you what they're saying. No, Michael or Jackson you was can't understand what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> especially with women. Let me put these two into. Uh, Throw this out here and see what you think. Billy Jean and Dirty Diana. Listen to his voice on both of those songs. Mm-hmm. He sings that so convincingly, you know, that it's like, wow, you can almost see the woman he's talking about, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, uh, his stress on his voice sounds like he is really stressing about that woman. Yeah, yeah. Someone else that had has such a believable voice when he sings is Stevie Wonder. Oh God, yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah, have you heard? I got to go on a little bit. That's what this podcast does. We go on tangents. Yes, we do. <laughs> Stevie Wonder supposedly, according to several stars, and we can look this up right now if we want. Uh-huh. Can see. Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. If you didn't, is that? Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of people say it's bullshit. Yeah. You can see. Uh-huh. I want to know. <laughs> I mean, if he is, I want to hail him as one of the greatest pranksters ever. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's awesome. Well, the the story is that he needed a gimmick when he was starting out. Yes. And it wasn't uncommon for a musician to be blind. You know, there's, you know, in all the the blues musicians, you know, blind so-and-so and blind so-and-so. It's, you know, the Blind Boys of Alabama was a group that recorded. Yeah. Uh, yeah blind Lemon Jefferson, it. you know, there's yeah. this, like, so, so he thought, well, that'll be my hook. You know, he was little Stevie Wonder and he was blind. And it stuck and it caught on and he was, he was pretty much roped into it and you know he was past the point where he could say oh well you know that was just a gimmick yes. no one would forgive him so he's kind of been stuck all of his life acting acting blind you know this is the yeah. story that 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 uh, um, these people tell and it's a lot of people that are and have been close to Stevie saying yeah brother can see yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like one of them, it was an actual. Uh, I God, I'd have to look this story up. But, but 
he accidentally let loose with it accidentally on a radio show. He said, yeah, and Stevie was driving. Everyone said, what? <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, what did I say? And they said, no, 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 you said Stevie was driving. <laughs> oh, I uh, guess I uh, did. <laughs> uh, didn't I? Uh, yeah. I was kidding. Yeah, yeah. By that time, his foot was already in his mouth. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I want to know, because I want to say that's the greatest prank ever. Oh, uh, no kidding. Uh. Even the way he does it with his face in the air. Mm -hmm. and his, I mean, he's I, got it perfected. I think people would forgive him, and it would no be no big deal if he came out and said, you know what, this is... A, this was a gimmick that got out of hand. It wasn't like he was asking for handouts. The no. guy's really talented. Yeah. I mean, you know. He's probably advocated for he would have been the just sight as big. impaired community. Yeah. Really. So, yeah, I don't think he's... It did not help his music career at all. Not Because really, the guy no. was uber talented and it didn't matter whether he could see or not. Yeah. So he didn't do it being somewhat talented and got the rest of the way because people yeah. felt bad for him or whatever. Yeah. No. He's very talented. Yeah. Very I, good, you know. So I wouldn't put this anywhere near the category of stealing someone's identity or stealing somebody's songs or anything like that. It's, it it's They go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 